welcome to Everyday Androvian, a podcast to help us walk closely with Jesus. And it's a lonely Josh here again uh, without Jonathan, which is very sad, uh, but in some ways not that important because I won't be here for very long. I'm going to hand you over to Natasha very soon, who is continuing our Lenten Reflections series of interviews we've recorded at Night Church. And I have to say, I'm really enjoying these so far. I've, um, I guess, given cursory thought to some of the topics before, but I have loved hearing what our guests come up with, um, angles that I haven't really considered, depth that I haven't gone to, and particularly just hearing how it's um, impacted them personally, and I guess how they've connected what they know about Jesus through to the everyday. Not to mention, I sit with anticipation at night church each week, waiting to hear what pearls Natasha is going to drop during her opening explanation. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed them too. Uh, if this is your first one, then there are two others that you can go back to listen to. Uh, but this episode uh, is uh, about control and uh, Natasha and Bo are speaking, recorded live at Night Church. Here they are. Hello, Bo. Hi, Natasha. <laughs> it's great to be back in the chair again um, for the third of our four interviews. Um, as uh, Ben said, looking at the brokenness of the world um, and how Easter makes a difference um, to that brokenness. Um, so now we've, we looked at sickness in the first week. Last week we looked at loneliness, really deep, painful issues um, that some of us have had some really close contact with and can really identify with. Um, this week, uh, Bo, as Ben said, we're looking at control. Now, I kind of like the word control. It's a nice word. It's that little button on the keyboard that lets you do a whole lot of different things. Um, it's cruise control in your car, maybe. Um, uh, nice for those long drives. Um, for the ladies in the uh, congregation, control top pantyhose, sometimes useful for parties. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, it's the thing we use to turn the telly on. I mean, <laughs> how can it be a bad thing? That's my question. Um, so, Bo, can you unpack this for us a bit? Uh, control, how does that show us the, the, that the world is broken in some way? Yeah, control, I guess, um, it took me a while, as you know. I only handed in uh, my thoughts this morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a problem from the get-go, though, right? So there you, you, there you got Adam. He's in the garden. Apple chews down his chin, you know, and... Uh, fear and, and, and guilt and shame in his heart, and he goes into control. You know, he goes off hiding, grabs Eve. They're off in hiding. They launch a fashion label, right? They're, they're, they're trying to grab hold of it. Um, but, you know, the Bible teaches that God's in control, absolute control. Um, creator of heaven and earth, nothing's happening that he's not ordaining and ordering. Um, and I'm not crazy, you know, like I, I know I can't control the whole universe, but I think sometimes just my little corner of it, you know, God's in charge, but I could be deputy. Um, yeah, but I guess I can see that my need for control 
uncovers a lack of dependence on God. Um, and yeah, and, and I guess, and that shows up, anxiety and control are sort of linked, as we were talking about. You know, it's, um, their, their anxiety certainly is in inverse proportion to my dependence. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay, so this is deep. Um, uh, something that might or ordinarily not seem like such a bad thing. Um, uh, you've actually kind of pulled the lid off it a bit and um, led us to think that maybe there might be something broken about it. Can you um, put some skin on that for us a bit and um, talk a bit about um, controlling your own life? How, how have you experienced that to be um, a negative thing in well, your you, own life? You know how these topics were all handed out randomly, you know? Um, oh, sorry, uh, may I add, Bo? Um, you haven't been chosen. Well, because... uh, you say that, but then, you know, I told my wife, oh, I'm doing this, this talk, uh, you know, Lent talks, and everyone got a topic, and the topics weren't, like, aspirational things. And she said, oh, what topic did they give you? Well, you know, I told her control, and she started laughing, you know, and, and she kept laughing. And I, I left the room and I came back, she was still laughing. <laughs> but yeah, look, for me, it's a thing, but what, and I spent a whole lot of time thinking about it this week and thinking and reading and, and talking to people. And what I can see for myself is that it is an issue and that it shows up kind of like that whack-a-mole thing, you know, like it's not about what it's about. So for me, like I like cleaning. Um, and I like a clean home and I think that's fine, you know, and to have a clean environment is good and to serve my family by doing those things at home is good. Um, but sometimes when I feel out of control in a certain area, I can try and seek to attend to that anxiety by exercising control in another area. And so, and for that for me might often be cleaning around the house and, and you might think well that's ideal you know like you're you're pretty loose so you're going to have end up with a really clean house but what happens is and it's really interesting is that for my wife and my children it's really obvious to them what's going on you know like if they come along and I'm everything's good and I'm cleaning uh, or I'm in the garden doing something and they'll say can I help you dad or if I'm using this as therapy because I'm anxious and feel out of control, um, they don't join in, put it that way, you know, like it's not, it's not a pleasant experience. And I think from what I read, you know, that, that's really common, you know, so many of the areas, like dangerous, self-harm stuff presents not related to that, but as a need to exercise some control because you feel out of control in other areas. Mm. As I hear you talk about your experiences, but I think it's probably something that's really widespread and maybe it's something that everybody in the, this room has experienced at some point in some way, um, and even if it plays out in our lives in different ways. Um, how do you see our the world around us, our society, um, understanding this issue? Yeah, look, it's, it's funny uh, because... You know, like you talked about, it's sort of aspirational. No one wants, wants to be out of control, but at the same time, control freak isn't a compliment. Um, and so, but I went and I read, you know, I went and read everything I could find on this issue, despite all my own personal experience in it. Um, and, you know, secular stuff and, 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 and Christian material. 
Um, and it was fascinating going down the rabbit hole. You know, I think we don't feel like we're in control because we're not, you know, but there's a, there's a story out there that says, actually, maybe you can be. Maybe everyone else is. And maybe you can be if you just know the secret or if you just get the thing or actually like online, I found all this stuff. I went down like rabbit holes, you know, like six ways to take back control of your life, you know, and I haven't even printed them out. I mean, you'll have to go and look at them. They were terrible, you know, but then I thought maybe that's not enough, you know, and that was true because the next one was seven ways to feel more in control of your life. And that was actually a book, a plug for this book, which had a much longer title, The Power of Agency, The Seven Principles to Conquer Obstacles, Make Effective Decisions and Create a Life on Your Own Terms. And then, but not to be outdone by that guy, Eight Life Hacks to Take Control of Your Life. So, you know, th- th- there's this idea that it, that it can be done. Um, the sense that we aren't in control, but really could be, um, you know, that manifests in an, ex- in an anxiety which can sell a lot of books. Um, yeah, but I think it's, um, yeah, we're not in control. We feel like we're not in control because we're not in control. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's so helpful what you've said. Um, and I know that I see that in the world around us, that we're being sold this lie um, that if you just have this thing, if you just have that thing, um, you will be able to um, manage that anxiety or, or control that part of your life. Um, and, of course, by experience, we know that not to be true. I think the Bible also talks a bit about that too. So can you tell us a bit, particularly we're heading into Easter, we're thinking we want to fix our eyes on Jesus always, but particularly now as we're heading into Easter, how do you see Jesus dealing with this issue in his teaching, in his life? Yeah, so look, I, yeah, I mean, if, we, if, we, if we connect up the idea of anxiety you know, there's a, there's a famous, there's a verse that where Jesus talks to anxiety. Uh, I think he says something like, I'm paraphrasing, you know, like, don't worry, be happy. Um, it says, uh, don't worry about the, the clothes that you wear and, and, and the food that you eat, um, you know, et cetera. Et cetera. But uh, I, I was reading that and thinking, well, that's, that's ideal, you know, but I, but okay. But actually what he's saying is therefore don't worry about it. So you head back up and what you see is this, He's actually speaking about don't store up treasures for yourself here. You know, um, we were talking before, like all the stuff that we tend to get anxious about, all of the areas that we want to exercise control in. Like I was making a list of them. They're all F. They all start with F. Family and food and finance and fish fingers and and and, and they're all temporal things, you know. Like they're all here and now, and and we we fall for this idea. But sorry, I meant to be coming back to what Jesus said, not what Bo said. But it's um, we focus on these things, these fish fingers, at the expense of you know, and this casual forgetting of the eternal. Um, so yeah, so this was. Yeah, so looking at what Jesus said about anxiety there, and then it's pointing back up to what he's saying, don't store up treasures for yourself where things are going to rust and rust. Dust and, what does he say? Rot and rust. Rot and rust. Yeah. Um, so my anxiety then, you know, what I think he's saying is that my anxiety points to what I value. And if that's fish fingers, you know, i got a problem. Um, so yeah, I saw that. The other two things I thought that were really interesting for me was thinking about, um, 
Yeah, two two other things. Yeah, that suffer the little children, let them come unto me. You know, so it's dependence. There's anxiety and there's dependence. So if I'm not, you know, the the kingdom of heaven is for such as these. You know, it's 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 a call to the type of relationship which I need. You know, I don't. I'm not offering anything. It's it's modelled on the absolute dependence of father and child. Um, but then. And I was thinking about this last night because it's raining, right? It's, I don't know if anyone noticed it's been raining. <laughs> and we suffered some rain-related issues in our home. And I was remembering back to that, um, you know, that song uh, about the two builders and the beach houses and the rain came tumbling down. And um, I love that. Do we still do it? <laughs> But I was a bit confused about that. But what, what I see, like that's actually a call to action, which in the context of control is, is sort of like, is there dependence? You know, I'm called to dependence on God, but actually I'm all called to action, and the action is obedience. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those um, tricky aspects to faith where it sort of seems to, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a push and a pull. Um, yeah, and the only, I guess, the other thing which I noted is the, that that sort of beautiful invitation, uh, come to me, all those who are weary, you know, and, and burdened. It's, um, yeah, heartbreaking. I mean, that's that's the thing, you know, is it is it me? Is it me that's going to got to do all of this um, or not? And, you know, what Jesus is saying is no. Hmm. That's that's all I have for that question. <laughs> Thank you, Bo. Um, uh, look, it's it's such a washing machine, this issue. There is so much caught up in it, and I think it impacts people's lives in really, uh, really full-on ways, to the, some, some, sometimes to the point of obliteration. Uh, I think it, it might not seem like much of an issue to start with, but when you start unravelling it and realising what's at the centre of it, um, I think it's so helpful what you've done in taking us through it, um, even though in this short period of time you can't, you know, there's so much more to talk about. Um, uh, as, as I mentioned before, we're doing um, these interviews because we want to focus our minds in the lead up to Easter. So if we have that vision of Jesus on the cross, um, there's not a lot of, it doesn't seem that there's a lot of control going on there. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of, of power. Um, seems like a pretty helpless situation. Um, how do you see control at work on the cross? Yeah, I guess I, I reflected on just immediately prior the night prior to the cross and in the garden. And I guess in Christ we have a saviour who experienced all of it. So if we're thinking about anxiety and control, uh, I didn't even know the word for sweating blood. You know, it's something hemodytriosis, or I've got it wrong, but unless there's a doctor here, um, this is a rare thing. You know, this is like, this is anguish and anxiety and overwhelm at maximum, you know, and, and, and I think that is, that's a saviour who doesn't just care and understand, but understands. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, f- f- flash forward, you know, what you've got, and in the context of fear, Christ on the cross. This is this is perfect love, um, and you know, perfect love casts out fear. It's um, yeah, big deal. 
Um, uh, we're also thankfully um, on the road to Easter Sunday as well. And um, I, I'm keen to know your thoughts, Bo, as you've been reflecting on this issue. Uh, what do we have to celebrate um, uh, in the resurrection in the light of the this kind of whirlwind um, that we experience here on earth with control? I guess everything, you know, like the resurrection's everything, um, you know, confirms Jesus is who he said he was. Uh, it therefore confirms my identity. Um, it's, um, yeah, the God, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. And, um, you know, consequently, we don't need to fear, you know. I, I, the, from Romans 8, I was reading the, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. Hmm. Well, um, thank you so much, Bo. Really appreciate the, you really have waded through this issue and, um, uh, it's not a simple one, um, to, to, to even try to define, let alone <laughs> work your way through. So really appreciate your journey through this and your sharing that with us. Um, uh, I wanted to mention if any of, if this conversation's brought anything up for you, uh, if you would really like to talk through something or pray through something after the service, there will be prayer available in, um, just on the other side of that wall. Um, so please uh, do know that that option's available. Uh, what I might do now is pray in the light of what we've spoken about. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, uh, for this opportunity to think about this issue of control tonight. And Father, we come before you and we humbly acknowledge that we do not, we are not in control. Um, uh, there is so much in our lives that we we really don't even uh, know uh, um, or, or predict are not, not able to predict, uh, and so much that we don't control. And we thank you, Lord, that you are in control. That um, not only are you in control, but that you are our good and gracious Father. You know what is good for us, and so the things that you are control that you are in control of are good and right and things that we can trust in. And so, Father, we thank you that um, uh, even though we are mindful uh, of um, the lack of control that we have, that we can always trust um, that you are in control and that uh, everything that happens is for our good. Uh, Father, we think about the lives that we lead now. Um, we think about the things that makes us anxious, the things that uh, tempt us to believe that we can control our little corner of the world. Uh, the things that lead us to uh, put you to second place and put ourselves at the top. And we pray, Lord, for your uh, um, Holy Spirit to be with us, to make us aware of the times when we are being led away from you and being led to trust in other things apart from you. Father, in those times when we uh, struggle with anxiety, um, help us to, to know and learn what it is to really depend on you. Um, at, while at the same time we do have responsibilities um, and things that we do need to, to act on in our lives. Help us to be able to understand where that line is um, between um, uh, being responsible uh, but also um, uh, taking things into our own hands and, um, and trying to take control where it's not ours to take. 
Um, Heavenly Father, we, we also pray for strength um, in the light of the messages that we hear in the world around us, which encourage us and and uh, with the lie that, that we can control the things that we can't. And as we live among people who are also hearing those messages and who don't know you, please give us the words to, uh, to be able to speak into their lives. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for Easter. We thank you that Jesus willingly gave up control um, on the cross so that he might bear our sins and so that he might rise again. Um, uh, all, never again to lose that control over, over life and death. Thank you that in him we can look forward to a kingdom, not only that will be eternal, but also in which we won't have any of this struggle to deal with. Um, and, and we pray that as we move into Easter, we'll be really mindful of that. And in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Podcast Tunes by Neo Rose.